This week on Right Wing Insanity Report, I have a special guest that's calling in from on the road from Arizona. We've had him on the show before, Abner Hodge, who is the editor-in-chief for Left Coast Right Watch. You were just at the Turning Point USA uh, America Fest, which is their annual conference that they have there in Phoenix. And I wanted you to come on the show and share with us a little bit of your experience and the things that you saw. So welcome, Abner. Uh, Glad to be here. All right, right off the top, you had some issues, I know, getting into the conference. Um, I know Andy No had tweeted out this kind of ridiculous tweet that you were, you know, trying to dox people, not you're not a real legitimate, you know, journalist, all this kind of stuff. So what was that like? Yeah, so before I even got on the plane to Phoenix, um, I got an email from Turning Point that said that my invite to the to Amfest, which I paid for. Apparently, they call it an invite. Weird, right? But anyways, they said that my invite had been rescinded and that uh, I can't go to the thing or something. You know, it was weird. And I kind of just figured, well, I'm a very Googleable person, so they must have figured out who I am and they're not going to let me in, which kind of tracks like right they don't want free speech for for me but not for thee well i mean they don't want negative press and they're right wingers right. and they don't have principles they have i mean they have principles but they don't have like you know principles in the sense that you and i do right. i mean they didn't want me in because i was just gonna go in and make fun of them and which i managed to do anyways right. but i kind of had a backup plan from the beginning is um we have a few people um myself and um Haley from Arizona right wing watcher coordinating and like we had a few other people with us were (coughs) sorry coordinating with um and our whole plan was to like have a few people out on the floor and out watching the speeches and stuff and just you know get a vibe check of how the conservative movement's doing like everybody's Trump announced he's running DeSantis is probably going to run and we're kind of wondering like is everybody over Trump like do they still want him like in for the next presidential race or like is everybody just disillusioned and disenchanted and wants somebody else who's going to get their agenda across more effectively, which I think a lot of them think Ron DeSantis is that guy. Um, So that was kind of the goal, but, and I think we kind of accomplished that. We got a temperature check, which the long and short of it is like, they're not sure themselves what they want. (laughs) I think they're all kind of hedging their bets leaning some of some people like charlie i think are leaning a little bit towards desantis but they're all hedging their bets like a bunch of them have these like these speeches where they're just ass kissing to trump all the time and then ass kissing to desantis a little bit and um yeah but anyways what what i ended up doing was parking in a nearby Starbucks in a hotel lobby and um, uh, I just sat on the Starbucks Wi-Fi and watched these Turning Point kids go by listen to their little conversations and stuff and um, see people going oh my god Kelly Ward is gonna speak I'm so excited to see her or like oh my god, I'm going to get to see Tucker tonight live or whatever. And I did that for a few hours and then while I'm getting fed pictures from the floor from a couple people and just pretending I'm there, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, And obviously I was going to come clean about this on Twitter and um, I... I'm going to come clean in our podcast episode about this, but, you know. But they're probably wondering how you had all those photos in the meantime. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, we had people on the floor, so, like, I mean, 
obviously it's deceiving our own viewers a little bit but I, I mean the the point is is like uh, some of these people will want to like uh, some of these people want to like kick my ass and I'd yeah. rather just you know do a not get your ass kicked <laughs> right yeah I mean I, I just want to do a little bit of deception to you know say right. like give myself some extra safety there and i think people are fine with that most like i think our listeners and viewers are fine with that i gotta say abner i find it really kind of sad that these are these are the guys that are constantly going on about having free speech apply to private corporations have having the mirror you know the u.s law on that and you know bitching about being banned and and here they are not letting you into their conference which is just really hypocritical in my opinion i mean even if you're uh, even if you're not going to say something that's not flattering free speech protects that they want they want that same you know ability to say that about the leftists right to contradict them criticize them whatnot so it almost feels like it's like we want free speech but free speech free of consequence and criticism well i mean like there are people who I mean, there are people who want to, like, exterminate their enemies at the end of the day. And we're people who, like, you know, just, I mean, I don't don't disagree with that. I mean, right. Like, if you're playing by the, you know, they're playing by a different set of rules. Like, so they don't care about the hypocrisy. No, you're not wrong. And I almost feel like at this point that they're willing to give up the entire concept of democracy to push through their policy principles. They're realizing at this point that they can't win that way. There's not enough people in the country that agree with the things that they believe in, especially the Christian fascists. And so now I see them like monarchy, let's bring monarchy back. Let's install a dictator. And it's kind of wild because, you know, four years ago, you would see them with these don't tread on me flags, you know, you know, going on about American civil liberty. It's just wild. Well, yeah, I mean, it was useful to them. Like, right. you know, those aren't their principles. Their principles are like, I mean, their principles are the things they're actually pushing for. It's not It's not the things in, like, our current society, the norms, like, you know, free speech and democracy that, like, we have right. It that sometimes benefits them and sometimes get inconveniences them. It's right. like... Their principles are we want to, like, have a boot on every woman's throat her whole life and, like, make them all chattel slaves to to the men in their lives. We want, like, we want everybody to get, you know, know, we, we don't want anybody to be anything other than straight and cis or whatever. We want, you know, minorities to either be in their place and do the hard work for us and stay out of sight otherwise or we want like you know we just want yeah. to eliminate them. it's 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 like those are their principles like their yeah. principle you know and, and of course you can't i mean you can't say that outright unless you prepare the ground for it and they've been spending a lot of time preparing the ground for it yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, let's let's turn to some of the speeches that were made uh, at America Fest this week. I, I want to play the opening video. This was right before I guess Charlie Kirk spoke. Um, it's really bizarre. Um, so let's go ahead and play that, and you can tell me what what your thoughts are on that. Sanctioned by our leader Xi Jinping, the one-child policy remains in stance. Violators of this policy will result in termination. Advanced surveillance has been installed within private borders and businesses to ensure productivity and protection. Remember, these guidelines are in place for your safety and direct orders from our leader Xi Jinping. Any detection of rebellion or coups will be met with immediate termination. America has never hesitated to stare down evil and conquer it, and it never will. The courageous will always stand up to fight back and defend our independence. 
Throughout history, our heroes have fought for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And we have achieved greatness as a nation. I have a dream. one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. It hasn't always been easy, but America has always prevailed. Today our nation saw evil, the very worst of human nature. And we responded with the best of America. And we are not stopping now. It's been a good year for a lot of folks on the job front. Unemployment in America, 17-year low. The Paris uprising goes nationwide. Now is the time to take a stand. You stand on the shoulders of people before you that allowed you to have freedom. The nation is not going to save itself. With our future hanging in the balance, are you prepared for the fight? Yeah. Yeah, so they do these big productions every time. Um, so one thing you got to remember is turning point events are ostensibly the idea is they corral all of these like young Republicans in and they give them a big light show along yeah. with the like talking points they're getting fed and the like ideologues they're supposed to be hyping up and following talking points from and they make it this big spectacle so that they can recruit all of these kids right and that's that's kind of ostensibly the point is to put all of these kids up in the front and for Charlie Kirk to tell his boomer and older donors like hey we're getting all of these kids into these things that you guys want for the country aren't we doing such a good job give us money and i mean it works yeah obviously it works um i find a couple of themes there to be interesting obviously there's american exceptionalism that's part of that you know we've never lost we conquer we what not but also and we're going to talk about this in a little bit more in depth but i noticed the theme against the uh chinese communist party which is like a new boogeyman that they were trying to put up um like what's that was the opening part right so what's that about it did you see a lot of that going on um I saw some of that. I haven't looked into it a lot, but a lot of that's coming from Steve Bannon. He's had like years of doing these weird, bizarre, like anti-communist party of China, like movies and stuff and propaganda films. And he had this new thing out on the floor called the um, like federal yeah like federal something of China, like federal Republic of China, like where their idea is like somehow they're going to like, I don't know, I guess. You would think they would be on board with the state sponsored capitalism. I mean, the Chinese communist party isn't exactly communist at this point. So I thought that was kind of bizarre. Well, I mean, they don't care about that. They just don't like, it's, it's not a U.S. client state, so they don't like it. Fair. So, right. you know. Fair. Fair. Um, so Candace Owens, of course, she's been involved with Turning Point USA she, you know, for a long time. And, and she, you know, I'm convinced at this point that she doesn't believe half of the things she's saying. She's, she's, she's just along for the financial But she had some strange points. So let's play a couple of clips from her speech. I told you guys this before, and I'm going to tell you again in case you weren't here when I said this at SAS last year. Right now in this country, this is a fact, we have never handed out more degrees ever in the history of this country, right? And yet we have never produced kids coming out of university that are so dumb. The IQ level is dropping. That is a fact. That doesn't make sense. If people are getting dumber, how is it plausible that we are handing out more degrees? Well, because that is by design. The idea is to make a bunch of people that are actually really stupid, 
Really stupid. I mean, how stupid do you have to be to spend $100,000 on a degree in gender studies? I mean, wow. Four years studying something that I learned the first day in kindergarten? That's the boys' bathroom. That's the girls' bathroom. Okay, thanks. Thanks. But imagine that adult, that young adult who went to school for four years to be confused about basic facts, who spent plausibly hundreds of thousands of dollars for that meaningless degree, who then goes out into the world and realizes that nobody wants to hire them because who the heck needs a gender studies major for anything? When's the last time you looked at your phone and said, oh crap, I need a gender studies major. It's gonna be a tornado out there. We better make sure the gender studies majors are alert. Oh my gosh, my AC broke. Where are the gender studies? Nobody ever in the history of the world has needed a gender studies major. All right, so like, I'm just gonna say this. This is the poster child for the Dunning-Kruger effect. I mean, the idea that we're handing out more degrees and IQs are going down is just not reality. It's just not reality. I mean, yeah, it's a lie. <laughs> also, gender studies is a very I small mean, portion of college graduates, it, a very small portion. So this idea that it's this giant thing that's happening is, is absolutely absurd. So obviously she's throwing red meat to the base. She wants to make it about, you know, trans issues, I believe. Well, it's a little more complicated okay. than that. Um, one thing you have to think about with right-wing stuff is that there's always, they always take a grain of, like, truth about the, uh, they always take a little bit of a valid critique of, like, the liberal order and, like, you know, how that's working out and how it's not working out. Like, it is very true that a lot of people, like, colleges for the past, I don't know how many decades, two or three decades, have been hollowed out. They've been, like, suffering from administrative bloat. There's less right. permanent faculty. There's more adjunct faculty that just get right. thrown away. Yeah, because be, the UC <laughs> system's been defunded. I think that's a prime example of that. Absolutely. And people's degrees are worth less. They're not getting as good of an education as they should be. And that's producing a lot. And that is, it's, it's really a, a, a failure. Um, but it's that way because of right-wing policies. And they... That's exactly what they want so that they can say, oh, well, this isn't working. Let's scrap all the public universities. Let's, you know, just make college a thing only for elite people who can afford it again and privatize it all. And that's what they want. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to me because Charlie Kirk never graduated from college. And here he is running this, you know, right wing group that's supposed to be hurting right-wingers into college, right? But but you're right. I think, I don't think, um, obviously it's a lie about the IQs going down. Are there issues with the definancing of public colleges? Yes, we should refinance them. Um, we should have less adjunct professors and more full-time professors. I agree with all of that. But clearly at the end of the day, the Koch brothers don't want that. So it's- Oh, of course not. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I mean, the entire, the entire thing is basically confirmation bias to further like further along undermining public institutions right. right and that's you know i mean that's like old school right-wing stuff right you know like they've been wanting to do this kind of thing forever and like they're way further along with it now so what does it tell you right um and of course they're they get to pin all of their boogeymen to it is like Oh, the problem is that all of these kids are getting degrees in like gender studies or whatever. <laughs> I mean, a few of them are. A few of them are, but it's hardly of, a ton of them. It's like kind of silly that they made it, that. You know, it's really, I've been thinking about this a lot and it's really cruel because like college is a place where a young person can get hyper interested and like devote their 
time studying like hyper specific subjects that interest them and that's fundamentally like not a capitalist impulse right but then you know they get they rack up all of the student debt because of how things work now and they get very passionate about like you know okay maybe you do want to like go into a field like gender studies where most of the jobs are just like highly competitive um academic positions that a lot of the time don't pay very much right so you know that that is one of the cruel realities that like right-wingers just prey on right um is there are a lot of fields where people get degrees that don't get them careers right but uh, like you know on their own so right. then you have to go to like get a master's or a doctorate or whatever and you know kind of pivot to other stuff but anyways um they basically get to use their attacks on structural things like colleges to further their attacks on you know just the um, minority groups they want to target like they're targeting they've been targeting ethnic studies for like decades they've right. been targeting gender studies for decades and that's you know okay so here's what does that tell you like their bases of knowledge about minorities and like women and you know queer people and all of this stuff and that's like oh well we don't need that what right. they're basically saying is we don't need those people like those people should be under our boot if they even exist at all yeah I don't disagree yeah and I mean that's basically what they're saying alright I got one more clip from Candace that's a doozy as well let's play that what we are suffering from right now every societal ill that we are suffering from because there's a lot of it right this has become a cancerous society it is entirely plausible that it is a terminal mind virus that we are fighting right now wokeism is in fact a mind virus elon musk said that correctly right everything that they do is to break down your psychological immune system talked about this on my podcast it is so important especially for people your age to understand this in the world before social media, we didn't have this kind of mental disease. We just didn't. I'm telling you, us kids growing up in the 90s, we were happy. You we were very happy. Playing hopscotch outside, a little bit of kickball. Things were cool. Men were men. Women were women. Men were allowed to be men. Women were allowed to be women. I miss the 90s so much. Wow, what a golden decade. Something changed. You guys are now contending with a virus that is happening online right it is a social media virus that is happening and they are trying to break down your psychological immune system it has been proven that they use algorithms quite literally they use algorithms to make people aspire toward <laughs> so um as a child that grew up in the 90s went to college in the 90s gen x here i don't know what she's smoking <laughs> well i mean I mean, it's interesting because, like, the Democrats were in power that decade. Right. That's true. Bill Clinton, uh, neoliberal policy. What's interesting to me, too, is that she's talking about the gaming of algorithms, which the right wing does very effectively, including Talking Point USA. They have a whole entire astroturfing thing that they do. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like I Olympic mean, level projection. Well, yeah, I mean, it's intentional. It's like they're... I mean, it's literally the the Goebbels thing, right? Like, you know, just do something and then accuse your enemy of doing it. It works. I, I mean, how many times have you, like, have everybody who's clicked on one Tim Pool video or whatever on YouTube just been fed, like, oh, you will watch one Tim Pool video even though most of the time you're just, like, looking up songs you like? Well, here's nothing but like Tim Pool and Steven Crowder and like Jordan Peterson videos for your recommendation list. Andrew Tate, like, whoever, yeah. Until you retrain the algorithm for like a week. Yep. And you go down do a rabbit again. hole. Yeah, it's crazy. So, anyway, I wanted to show that. 
I also wanted to play this um, speech from Seth Dillon, um, who is somebody new for me. I did, was not aware of his existence until, until this conference. But let's go ahead and play that, and you can let me know your thoughts on that one. So how did we get to this place? How did we get to a point where insane ideas are not just popular, but sacred? How did we get to a point where it's considered hateful to tell the truth, even in jest? I think the answer is as simple and straightforward as this. We took bad ideas too seriously. Instead of laughing at absurdity, we accepted it. Instead of ridiculing bad ideas, we tolerated them. The absurd has become sacred only because it hasn't been sufficiently mocked. But isn't mockery, isn't mockery mean and cruel, you'll say? I think that depends. Um, we're not talking about mockery for the purpose of tearing people down and making them feel bad about themselves. We're talking about using it as a tool to expose foolishness for what it is so that it isn't taken seriously. Mockery of this kind is a moral imperative for the obvious reason that bad ideas taken seriously have catastrophic consequences. Ask any mutilated teen who now regrets their gender transition surgery, or any inmate at a women's only prison whose female cellmate got her pregnant. It's good that you laugh at that. Imagine if these ideas had been laughed at. Okay, I'm laughing at you, Seth, because there's not, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh... What, Abner, I swear to, it's like wild that this is what they pick to do. And in the meantime, yes, you know what? Hateful thoughts, like hate speech, for example, do lead to real world violence, but they don't seem to have a problem with that at all. Yeah, well, I mean, that speech was pretty chilling for me because, like, you know, you read between the lines of what he's saying and it's, oh, well, isn't it cruel to mock them? Well, but they're all horrible people, so we should. So we should be cruel yeah. to these people. Like, that's basically what he's saying is be cruel to these people. And, I mean... Obviously, he's citing things like detransitioners, people who um, they transition and like they do stuff to transition their gender at one point in their lives and then reverse it at another point in their lives. And which is like, I don't know, something like 1% of all trans people or something or less. Um, but it's become a huge thing for the right for right wingers to grift off of these people. Um, I mean, most like the overwhelming majority of trans people just like are better off because they've transitioned. Like mentally, physically, they're happier, healthier people, and it's you know an obvious fact. But you know, if you don't want trans people to exist, you're going to say you're going to handpick a few of these people and say that I mean if you don't if you're you know gonna if you want everybody to hate trans right. people which is not the say, case oh, um, you well, know there's men in women's prisons or something like yeah. that's what it is it's 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 just dehumanizing yeah and I mean, it's just Nazi shit, right? Like, yep. it's just textbook Nazi shit. Like, these are the first people the Nazis went after, and it's just happening now. I mean, this was the main thing at Turning Point, like, this year, was like, okay, the election didn't w go well. Let's um, tell everybody to turn inward, like, repeat, yeah. get married, get married, get married and say fuck trans people like let's just keep going right. after trans people and join your local school board so that you can make sure that absolutely nothing in the curriculum humanizes trans people yeah it's really it's frightful i mean and that's kind of where they're it at is. because the, a lot of it is i mean the violence against trans individuals has increased i mean it's become the norm now to see these proud boys and neo-nazis at you know drag shows and whatnot 
And they also act as if trans is some new thing that just happened in the last five years when trans individuals have been part of the human species since the dawn of man. This is not anything new at all. Um, what's new is that these individuals are just asking to be treated equally in society. That's it. And, uh, you know, and you're right. It was a big part of... Um, you know, it's funny, like... I grew up in the 90s, like I was a toddler in the 90s and like, you know, went through like up to preteen in the 90s, like I was an 89 baby, right? And when I was very little, like my mom's from Pakistan, so like Pakistan's one of the first countries or I think the first country in the modern world to like legally recognize a third gender. And so I grew up knowing about hijras who weren't women right. weren't men and i was just like oh okay some people just aren't either and that didn't confuse yeah. me no I, it didn't confuse <laughs> me know? either so I knew, all of this is just, i was say i knew somebody in my early uh yeah all of this is deliberate and acting as if they're satanic is even more gross so um you know, I don't know why all of a sudden in the last year this has become their new battle cry, but it really has in a way that I did not foretell seeing um, this happening. And it's really disturbing. Um, all right. So I have another clip now from Michael Knowles um, continuing on this theme. Let's go ahead and play that. If our society is going to do anything at all, we do not need to tolerate drag queen story hour. We don't. We do not need to tolerate leftists bullying and intimidating and doxing us. We do not need to tolerate the lies and the fraud constantly being peddled by the liberal establishment. We do not need to tolerate it, and we should not tolerate it. We should not. There is nothing hypocritical about encouraging good things and discouraging bad things. That is called common sense. That is called protecting our community. That is called politics. And it is long past time that conservatives started doing that again. Thank you very much. So on this, I'm like, Michael, um, do you not realize that the left side feels that they are protecting their communities, that they're doing good things, right things? Uh, you know, again, he's trying to pretend as if this isn't subjective. Many people can see that their hatred towards trans individuals and uh, homophobia is actually very detrimental and not something that is a good moral judgment, right? I mean, that's basically it is this is a this is an out group. We've decided that they're attack they're attacking us so it's justified to attack them and i think i mean nazis always did this right like they always framed everything they did as self-defense like oh we're you know invading this part of eastern europe because it's um we're defend we're doing self-defense of like the aryans there or something you know we're we're kicking out all of these people because like we're right. defending ourselves against their tyranny over us like yeah that's that's basically what it always is it's like you find a little out, you find a little out group this is i mean that's kind of the core definition of fascism is like you elevate one group of people above everybody else and you pick an out group and you say this group is harming the nation we need to attack it and that's what they do right and what really what's happening is this is just a group that has been marginalized and they're asking for equality and in this country we're supposed to want equality for all so it's very unfortunate um dennis prager was there uh prager university is an absolute joke i mean the, the stuff that Dennis Prager puts out there is just some of the dumbest stuff around. I, I just have to be frank. Um, it's like he wants to say black is white half the time. But I want to play this clip because it deals with also with the same sort of uh, principles and also, you know, things like CRT. Number 10. 
A Jew who went through the Holocaust, Viktor Frankl, lost his family. They were murdered. His beloved wife was murdered. And afterwards he was asked, he was, a, he was a major psychoanalyst who wrote one of the most important works of the 20th century, Man's Search for Meaning. And he was asked after the Holocaust whether he hated the, the German race. That was the way the question was posed to him. His answer, I read when I was in high school, it shaped my life. He said, no, I don't hate the German race. There are only two races the decent and the indecent. That is all you need to know, my friends. That is all you need to know. The left does not divide the world between the decent and the indecent. It divides the world between black and white, male and female, and rich and poor. Race, gender, class, not morality. We divide the world between good and bad. There are good ba ba blacks and bad blacks. There are good lesbians and bad lesbians. There are good women and bad women. There are good men and bad men. There are good whites and bad whites. We don't give a damn about whether you're white. We don't give a damn whether you're black. We only give a damn about your character. Okay, so obviously none of that's true. They do care about whether you're gay, straight, black, white, whatever. They, they do care. They're the ones that are, you know, mocking people for being different from or, you know, joining with neo-Nazis, you know, to save the white race from white genocide. So that's just hogwash. Um, I was really disturbed about the opening remarks, though, in regards to the Holocaust survivor in Germany. Number one, German is not a race. It's a nationality. Let's get clear on that, Dennis. German is not a race. Um, and as far as dividing people by indecent and decent, clearly the Nazis were not decent people. Uh, I'm not saying that you're trying to say that they were, but the way you frame this conversation is really disturbing, in my opinion. Um, what did you think about Dennis Prager's speech? Oh, that was, I mean, that, that was fantastic. Like, in a horrible way, obviously. Um, yeah. You know... Prager, for as much of a joke as he is and much of a buffoon as he is, uh, he's been on the radio so long that he was one of the most captivating speakers that day. Like, mm. one, because he wasn't just rambling and pinging back and forth between things. Like, he had an organized speech, and it was like, you know, if you're a little Nazi youth, it's like a very compelling speech. Is it was like in terms of media, like design and analysis, it was good. Um, the the whole Victor Frankel thing was really chilling to me because, I mean, yeah. it kind of shows the guy's id. Like, you know, Prager is a German name. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think I think it was interesting because he Prager went out of his way to say, "Oh, that's how the question was framed to him is do you hate Germans?" Right. I said, "Well, a bunch of Germans were Jews and a bunch of Germans exactly. didn't like the Nazis even if they weren't Jews." Exactly. And a bunch of Germans like you know, helped hide Jewish people in their like attics and stuff. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, it's 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 an absurd it's an absurd framing because on its face, but like it's chosen because it's the only way he can kind of square the cir like square right. the circle for his point which is to say like oh well we don't care about all of these arbitrary distinctions we only care about good versus evil which <laughs> you know obviously they don't yeah but it's a very it's a, if you think about it in like a more meta way like it's fascinating and disturbing because it's like saying oh we only care about good versus evil 
like this Holocaust survivor does. Um, yeah, which is woof. But basically, he's using it to make the point that the Nazis did, which is we only care about degenerates versus like the virtuous people, right? Like it, Prager's equating like Frankel's definition of the like I don't know what did he say like the yeah, the decent people and the undecent people with the Nazis like um, degenerates and virtuous people, which is like, I mean, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like the ultimate, like, it, it's, it's a form of anti-Semitism, I think. A hundred percent it is, yes. When you really think about it. Yeah, I mean, you're using this Holocaust survivor's words to justify hate. Your own like hate, yeah. Hatred and persecution right. of trans people. It's really disgusting. It is. You know what, Abner, I think what it, the I problem mean, is... Oh, sorry. At base, I think his definitions are what's problematic. The way he's viewing good versus evil is really a religious-based definition right is what the christian fascists have decided is evil and good not necessarily what is anybody's secular idea of ethics or morality or equality or respect for other humans right yeah and i mean throughout the entire sunday of the conference every speaker had to basically endorse theocracy like christian theocracy in this country they had to say, oh, well, our nation was founded on Christian values, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't. Um, yeah. uh, we have to bring the Bible into schools, stuff like that. Oof. Uh, so and, disturbing. Uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, I think one of them even said something about how great it is to be a Christian nationalist or whatever. And I mean, like, it's it's. They don't really. I don't. They don't really care about the Christian part. I think they care about the fascism part. I mean, right. They care about the nationalism part. Right. I I agree. Um. Now, I, so this was wild. They had Libby Emmons from the editor in chief for Post Millennial, which is um, Andy Knows outlet. Um. Obviously, Libby Emmons engages in all kinds of misinformation, disinformation. She does it knowingly. Um. I don't I wouldn't consider the post millennial to be a, a news site. I think it's basically right wing propaganda. Um, but I do want to play a little bit of the uh, speech that she gave. And it's important that we question the medical industry and demand accountability from them. I mean, because they've never lied to us before. Right. They've clearly never lied to us before. But in terms of starting kids younger and younger down what they call the gender journey, which I mean, that's such garbage. We've seen that over and over. The, these hospitals put out promotional videos for their gender clinics, like Boston Children's Hospital, that put out a video that said, kids know their gender identity pretty much from birth. We know that's a lie. We all know that that's just ridiculous. No kid comes out of the womb and says, oh, I feel my body. You must be misaligned with my mind. That's not a real thing. And then when we show them Hey, these are your words. What do you mean by this? Do you really mean that children are born in the wrong bodies? They call us hateful. They call us names. And those names are lies as well. And the thing too is we can't compromise on this anymore. When they call you names, who cares? The truth is the truth and there's nothing for it. It's just the truth. Reality is reality and we know what it is. But you don't, Libby, you don't know what it is. I have so many problems with what she's saying here because she is the ultimate gaslighting, right? So actually science says the opposite. You can be sexed with the opposite hormone um, in vitro and at puberty. You can be born with various degrees of both sex organs. So to, to say that you, a baby comes out of the womb and does not know that that's happening is ridiculous. Of course they do. And so at this point, they're just trying to marginalize a group of individuals you know, that have very real biological reasons for the way that they feel. Um, and anybody that wants to, you know, read up on that, Dean Hamer has done some great studies on this. Um, I digress, but I, I'm really disturbed by her, her speech because she says, you know, she comes out as the editor-in-chief of a, you know, a publication, a news publication, 
and her words have clout in this community community and it's just really the ultimate gaslighting abner yeah well i think one thing we have to recognize um is that the attack on trans people and trans children especially is more than even more than it's just about attacking that they're very static ideas about gender it's about their ideas about children and the hardcore right-wing idea about children is that is kind of the old school idea about you know your children are your property like if they you know if if they you're they're born on your farm they're obligated to work on your farm you know childhood is actually a very new concept um a lot of a, a lot of history at least in western history like children were just kind of you know they popped out like they have to develop for a while but they're kind of just expected to start pitching in and doing some of the work on you know their parents farms or whatever as soon as they're able to and the idea and yeah i mean if you look at how marriage is structured there's even modern marriage rituals is like you know the father gives the bride away to the husband because literally back in the day like your daughter was thought of as your property and that's kind of what they want to bring back is basically this idea that your children don't have their own agency they're not supposed to and you're supposed to have dominion over them until they're old enough to not stand it anymore or like you know go off and you know right. produce the produce their own families or whatever yeah, I don't disagree with that. All right, let's move to the conference floor. I want to show some of the photos and videos from the conference floor. Um, let's play that first clip that I have, Colin. So this is the media area. Um, you weren't given your press badge, but I'm noticing that One America News was there, that new um, super right-wing anti-communist Chinese Communist Party uh, was there. Like all the usual right-wing streaming suspects were there. Um, what did what did you notice that in that area? Um, there was a new one i think that i think it's like a sp basically a spanish language version of like one american news network or something oh really um is called americano and i think it's a steve bannon tied project like their promo video had bannon saying soy americano is kind of laughable actually but yeah it, i guess they want to you know expand their reach however they can and they're clever about it yeah no i think you're right i think that's what a lot of this anti-ccp stuff is based on um you know i was when i interviewed andy campbell about the proud boys his book one of the things he pointed out to me was a big chunk of the donations that were going to the defense um of the proud boys was coming from um, Chinese Americans, which I thought was really wild. So I think it's effective and I think you're right. Um, also, I want to throw up some of these photos that um, AZ Right Wing Watch had taken. So take down the Chinese Communist Party is one. Um, the next one is this Winnie the Pooh thing, which is kind of strange. Um, America's rule of law must never be up for sale, except that it is, right? I mean, these guys don't want to recognize that. They want to say the Chinese Communist Party is buying our government, when in reality, it's American corporations that are doing that. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, the weird thing about it is, is like, okay, so every 
I, I, I don't really understand how it, kind of like what the industrial economic situation in China is that that well myself but from what I understand is like there's a lot of US corporations that just make their goods in China and they kind of have like their own little private command economies that just like happen okay yeah. okay the the CCP gets its cut and it gets its fingers in whatever factory you make over there but right. okay you're like Chanel or you're like Nike or something you go make your products there you ship them back to the US and it's like just become part of American industry yeah and it's state it's state sponsored capitalism I don't know. really I mean, it, yeah i mean it's it's hollow it's China's just like a, I mean, of course they're a brutal authoritarian authoritarian state, like a lot of states are, including the United States at times. Right. But like, you know, it's only it's always like being used selectively and cynically. Right by somebody who wants to like you know have their own wedge issue in it right and i don't really understand what steve bannon's wedge in china issue in china is i don't really understand what he's doing maybe he wants like a more fascist like uh, like a china that's a more like interested in allying with his kind of fascists but like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Like, I thought it was kind of weird. It's it's very weird. But I'm sure that like once people do the digging, it'll make more sense. Right. I mean, and even when you went on Twitter and you went to the America Fest uh, hashtag over the weekend, it was mainly um, accounts that were related to this anti-CCP stuff, like the entire threads of it. Like, it was really weird how that was being astroturfed. So something that I have noticed was not this there this year that I'm not seeing so predominantly in the past. Um, a lot of religious stuff, a lot of anti-choice, anti-abortion things. I want to throw up some of these photos. Um so, you know, here you have I am the pro-life generation. They're obviously celebrating the overturning of Pro v. Wade. Uh, your soul matters. I love this one that says brainwashed. The devil, um, the devil something. I can't make it out. But brainwashed. I mean, I would say a lot of these people that are in these religious, extreme religious groups are brainwashed, right? From the outside looking in, it seems that way to me. Um, then, you know. There's this one, which I thought was funny with the T-shirts. It's like uh, a take on the Brandon thing, except now we're replacing that with Jesus. Reborn lives matter. I guess that's a throwback to being a born again Christian. Um, so did you did you feel like religion was, you know, Christian fascism in general? Was it one of the biggest um, issues that was happening there this weekend? Huge. And I think that ebbs and flows with how well they do. Because okay. I think a lot of them don't really even like going to church and doing the whole prostration in front of religion thing that much. A lot of them don't. But there's a huge base of evangelicals that keep the Republican Party running. And they really want to... They really, like retreat back into making more inroads into the evangelical community um, whenever they don't do well, I think. And this year, like, they got the house, I think they got this, they got the house, or, I'm sorry, I'm blanking, like, did they barely lose the house and barely get the center, or was it the other way around? Uh, the Senate's still in Democratic control with the two independents. The House is in. Right. They they yeah, did not so they win as many. Got the yeah, house. barely. They expected to do a lot better, right? This was supposed to be this giant red wave. Yeah, there was no red wave as they had predicted. So, and in yeah. Arizona, they took a, a shellacking. Obviously. Yeah, 
Yeah, so Trumpism, especially more than the Republicans themselves, took a huge hit. So they're kind of retreating into this, like, because they don't want to talk about what their plan is for the next electoral cycle. They don't want to worry about that right now. They're retreating into, oh, well, we got Roe versus Wade repealed. They're spent a lot of time during the speeches and on the propaganda on the floor saying, oh, well, what you need to do is start praying more and going to church more and like turning inward and bettering yourself. And I, I mean, that's always the refrain when they don't do well is turn inwards. And this isn't just like a right wing thing. This is kind of like whenever you have like um, a group of people who expect some big thing to happen and it doesn't happen, like you see this a lot with cults, right? Is um, okay, so like the New Age movement, um, this the 90s turned out to not be a very good new age like economically a lot of people weren't doing so hot like the big the age of aquarius didn't come to pass all of these like wonderful things that the new agers thought would happen didn't really come to pass basically charlie kirk and a bunch of these other people were trying to set this tone the whole week old like weekend saying I don't want to, uh, we shouldn't talk about or worry about the next electoral cycle. We shouldn't worry about getting Trump back or any of this stuff back. And when somebody asked Tucker Carlson, um, are you going to support Trump or DeSantis? He was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't predict the future. And kind of tried to wash his hands of it. And instead all they really wanted to do was turn inward, right? Like they really just want to um, have have everybody focus on local school board races and building their base and doing the tried and true grassroots stuff that they know works and getting people more fanatically devoted to the like core tenants and hope that carries them through until they have something that they can rally around right and which that's apparently kind of what is, always happens like yeah which apparently is going to be the chinese communist party <laughs> I, I want to play really quickly um, i want to end the show with this uh I, this is a propaganda video from this um this new group that was there i want to play it because it's kind of wild Save America, take down the CCP. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Um, it's kind of weird because that's what they're saying. Save America, this, like as if the Chinese Communist Party is coming for America. I thought it was really strange. Um, and then I want to play... some... Oh, okay. Sure. I want to well, play there, a second... I noticed during some of the speeches there was these um, talking points where there were like oh, well, there's a bunch of students coming from China to the U.S. and they're being forced to spy on all of us. So I guess there is this kind of sinophobic paranoia thing about wow. Chinese college students, which has been on and off for years. I think it got worse during COVID, but I I don't know where they're going with this, to be honest. Yeah, it's weird. I don't either. Um, I want to play a second video of people chanting about this that was um, taken in the aisles there. Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP. It's... Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP! 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 Take down the
it's really obviously there's some astroturfing going on here. I. Oh, I mean, the whole event's an astroturf event. What do you expect? I don't know, Abner. I just feel like um, all of a sudden this, I mean, we used to see the anti-CCP things at Trump rallies, like there would be small contingents of it. So that's nothing new. But to have it completely expanded into this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is new, new stuff. All right. I know um, you got to get going. You've spent an hour with us and I do appreciate your time, Abner, and going through some of this stuff and and, um, sharing your reporting with us. If folks want to follow you, where's the best place for them to do that? Um, At LCRW, at newsy.social on Mastodon. Um, If our Twitter's still up, it's at LCRW News. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash LCRW. And our reporting is all on leftcoastrightwatch.org.